Hello out there, this is Pamela Fagan Hutchins, and you've reached Wine, Women, and Writing. This is the show where I get to talk with some of my favorite authors about their books, their characters, especially about the way in which those characters draw us in, because they're just like, um, in many ways, the people we know best, and yet in other surprising ways, not like them at all. Um, so before we get started with my guest, so you can see her over there if you're watching this on video cast, if not on podcast, it's still a big surprise. But uh, I got to say this, this is a solely owned and copyrighted production of Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network. All hail Pam Stack, she from whom all blessings. All hail. Producer. <laughs> and with no further ado, let me tell you that uh, you could have already known who I was going to interview today if you'd gone out to my website, PamelaFaganHutchins.com, where you can see past shows. You can see upcoming shows. You can read the books and then be in the know when I talk to the authors like you would be today. And you can also see some of my books, which never hurts my feelings like my new release stag party. So I am very excited to welcome to the show, Carrie Ann King. She is, by the way, one of my favorite authors. So everybody give her a big hello and away from wherever you are out there. Welcome back, Miss Carrie Ann King. Thank you so much. I am so absolutely delighted to get to talk to you again. I know. I love it. It's like having a friend over. Yeah, <laughs> except I want to be where you are. I love your, you know, your wood and your, you know, it's just so inviting and cozy. And one of these days you have to come. It's okay. a, it's a popular place up here on the face of the mountains. We run the upper three stories as a lodge six months of the year. So a lot of people pass through here, but yeah. today we're be between guests. And um, I told my husband, I've got an hour. I'm using the pretty part of the house for this show. So we're in the pretty part. So Carrie is on the show today because earlier this week, I don't even know what today is. Today's like the 23rd of September. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. That seems right. <laughs> 2021. And you just had a book release. I did. It's here's if you're looking on the video, here it is right here. It's I called learned. Other People's Things. I love it. Now, one of the really cool things about getting to be me or Carrie Ann, because we both we both get this special life privilege, is reading books before they're published. Yeah. And I got to read other people's things a few months ago, and I've had to sit on my hands and, <laughs> and wait for it to be published to talk to you about how much I love this book. Are you getting good feedback about this book from readers? I am. You know, that's always the, you know, you write a book and you like it maybe some of the time at least, and then you put it out there and it's just kind of little bit of terror while you're waiting for the reviews to start coming in. And so far, I've just been hearing a lot of really awesome stuff from readers who are loving the character, loving the book. And that is just such a relief and such a happy making thing. It is. But you know what? I... You guys, I had read, um, I think, the first of your women's fiction Carrie Ann King books before I ever met you. And then I got the chance to read, um, I'm going to say it was Everything You Are and have you on the show for the first time. I've got to tell you, every one of your books is so uniquely imagined and different and you surprise me every time and this one was no different and I've loved them all so I want you to tell us a little bit about this book I know you have to be careful about spoilers because this book is full of 
of this medical <laughs> care and all these great surprises. So just a teaser. Okay. So really the teaser for this book is about the main character. So our main character, Nicole, who goes by the name Nicole to those who know her, has a unique problem. She is compelled to move objects from one place to another. Now, the people around her call it stealing. She's been diagnosed with kleptomania. But the truth is, she is not a thief. These objects require moving. They're in the wrong place. They need to be somewhere else. And unfortunately, they're other people's things. When she moves them, she tends to get in trouble. So as the book begins, we have a character who is turning 30. She's a high school dropout. She's been in and out of jail. She's been to juvie. Her family is about done with her. She's getting divorced from her husband because, well, she moved something of his that was rather valuable and he <laughs> is not happy. And, you know, life is really falling apart for her. So she's determined she's going to change her ways. No matter how compelled she feels to move things, she's not going to do it anymore. Her older sister gives her a job in the family business cleaning houses, which is a very, very, very bad career choice for somebody <laughs> who moves things. She comes across a book that requires moving. And well, that just opens up this whole big can of worms and things unfold from there. So for me, when I read this book, knowing about shall we say your day job, um, uh, your, your, um, put you be, you being in a position where you counsel people, you know, and help them with problems. I couldn't help but think, how in the world did you get this idea? Did you have this fabulous client that had this problem or did you read about it somewhere? Or did you just think this up? Cause this is the most unique character trait that I've come across in a while. I really loved it. I'm so glad. And I've been hearing that. That just makes me happy. And that's something I have been hearing from readers that this is a, a something that they hadn't read and yeah. that they're liking that. Um, I really have never had a client who had kleptomania type um, symptoms. So I actually had to do some research on that. But she's not really she doesn't really fit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's there are some things that are the same. Um, and I would like to take credit for creating this character. I really, really, really would. But she honestly just showed up and <laughs> yeah. started. She did. Hi, I'm Nicole. I move yeah. things. I'm not a thief. Um, yeah, like that. And imagine how difficult this would be to have someone like this in your life. Because no matter how pure their intentions, they just wreak havoc wherever they go. Absolutely. It's like living with an addict. I've been, you know, some some readers have been expressing some dissatisfaction in the way Nichols' family treats her. And they really think that her family should have been nicer. But I would like to make the point that it's like living with an addict. Yeah. She has done this thing over and over and over and over again. And she's promised not to. And she's had the best intentions. And yet she continues to do things that create havoc, disrupt the family, um, cause her to get a lot of attention from the parents which one of her sisters really resents and it's like that you know if if you have an addiction or something in real life that's how families react it's it's funny because it's like part of it, it is it manifests itself like an addiction it has that um detrimental effect on people around her that feel like they're enabling it and at the same time she comes across 
almost like a martyr or a saint in the sense that she's compelled to do things out of goodness, you know, inside her. And so she's, she's, um, causes trouble, but she's misunderstood and, and it creates these ripples within her personal relationships, her sister, whose business she is dismantling, um, you know, (laughs) family who, you know, her mother, you know, who a complicated relationship with this daughter, a best friend that is um, also harmed by her, even though has the most empathy for her, but just a lot of really complex relationships um, that, that I found really to be the heart of the book. And I loved as an attorney that this all resolved itself. We can't say how we can't go to spoiler here, <laughs> but in a really good sequence of courtroom scenes that yeah. have hearing. So zip it. Zip it. I don't know how much I can say there. Just zip it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say much more about the courtroom thing either, <laughs> although it was really fun. Um, but I had to I have a friend, uh, Susan Spann, thank you so much, who <laughs> helped me with my uh, legal issues because there were things that I had questions about and could have got wrong. And she read and advised and helped me get that all sorted. So <laughs> the other thing about Nicole that, that tugged at my heartstrings was how uniquely her troubles put her in a position to be taken advantage of, that it made her vulnerable. And so even at the same time as you're thinking, okay, you're, you're pretty much, whether you mean to or not, you're just trampling all over a lot of people's lives, whether you mean to or not. At the same time, you're thinking, oh gosh, no, oh no, 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 Nicole, no, 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 because she's stepping into another situation where your heart broken. And on the subject of, of complex relationships, um, as you said, she's moving things. She's moving things when she's helping her sister clean, but discovers another really fraught with peril female relationship in that interaction. So for those of you that know that I'm a sucker for for good female relationships and stories, you know why I love Carrie M. King. Right there. (laughs) This would be it. (laughs) So now we can't say what the ending was, but where do you go after a character like Nickel, is there more Nickel coming? Um, I, you, when you're wearing your other hat, you guys, not that she has multiple personality disorder, she has multiple author um, disorder, um, yeah. <laughs> and multiple author disorder, she also writes under another name, Carrie Shaver. And her website, as you can see um, here on the screen, is all things Carrie, since there are there are more than one Carrie. So not like Sybil, but more than one <laughs> Carrie, like uh, in a good way. But um, but you've written series in some of your other genres. Mm-hmm. Sequels. Yeah. Might ever occur over here in this Carrie and King space. I'm I'm hope I'm actually kind of hopeful. I've had a lot of uh, early readers who have requested <laughs> that we get more from and and I think I can I can say this. There's a character in this book whose name is Hawk. He is a private investigator and there are ways in which Hawk may be able to use Nicole's special abilities um in his PI uh business. So um, I did, I will confess when I finished this book, I had thoughts about, hmm, 
I wonder if, because it would be so fun to write a book where the two of them were working together. So it's almost like, well, it is with her like a supernatural ability. It's mm -hmm. not something within our five traditional senses. It's coming to her from another place. Right. And then we've got Hawk, who, by the way, of course, is like super tough and sexy, like you would expect him to be um, broken in his own way. So, you know, good stuff there. Just saying, those of us that write mystery, thriller, suspense are kind of thinking, whoo, little yeah. something here, little, but it's, it really is a, a very fascinating thing to think about because you could really see how she could both help him and, and be hurt. the cause of, of yeah. all you know, kinds of chaos. <laughs> yeah, which is where yeah. the best fiction lies is yeah. chaos and humiliation. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that, you know, the more I hear from readers who love it and would like to see a sequel. So let me know if you read and you love and you would like to see more, then I have something I can take back to my editor and say, hey, I heard from a whole lot of people that would really like to see this. And then it's more likely that they would maybe, you know, give me a contract to do that. <laughs> so you guys, um, and the, the email for them to contact you to forward to your editor would be that on the website or? I think you can, you, there's contact information on my website or you can just email me always at contact at kerryshaper.com. Cool. S-C-H-A-F-E-R. K-E-R-R-Y-S-C-H-A-F-E-R.com. Don't put an extra E in there. Don't double the F. It will bounce back to you. <laughs> yeah, we, and when, when we're doing this interview, Carrie and I can see each other, but I know the vast majority of you out there will hear this via podcast. So we have to throw a little spelling in there for yeah. you. So now um, with with that in mind, is this the first of your of your women's fiction type of series where you have thought, oh yeah, I could keep writing these characters or do the others stick with you as well? There was in, um, in Everything You Are, I kind of had an idea that it would be fun. There's a group in that book that is kind of an alternative to Alcoholics Anonymous. And they do things. They're, what they do is they go around, have assignments to do something that makes somebody else happy. And I thought it would be fun to spin another book around those people um, because it's kind of cool what they do. And there yeah. were some interesting characters that, that were in that group. You just have so many ideas. You've got so many different things to keep going. How do you ever, how do you ever not go on to the next idea? So speaking of which, what are you working on right now? Ooh, I am, it's really fun. I'm on deadline at the same time as I'm on launch week. Um, <laughs> this book is due October 1st and it's not, not done. Don't tell my editor. <laughs> so I'm staying calm. I haven't breathed in the paper bag yet. Um, it's called Improbably Yours. And it's a little bit more similar to other people's things than it is to my previous books. So again, it's about a younger character. She's 30-ish, actually turning 30. Um, her problem really is that she has allowed everybody to tell her how her life is gonna be. So she has gone through medical school, although she really didn't want to, doesn't really like it. She has been offered a residency that she doesn't wanna take. She's in a relationship with a man that she likes, but doesn't necessarily want to marry. And for her 30th birthday, she's presented with 
the residency, um, a marriage proposal in a very public place with all everybody there at the party. And she's saved sort of by a balloon man who comes in with a singing telegram who also brings her a message from her grandmother who has been dead for 20 years, <laughs> which includes a treasure map and a request to bury Nomi's ashes at the place that is on the map. The problem being that the character remembers drawing this map herself when she was six. Oh, how cool. So that sets up a fun little, you know, adventure that I'm playing with. So with, you know, as I'm thinking back on um, the books of yours that I've read, a couple of them have had this really cool um, supernatural or beyond the five senses sort of element to it, which kind of gets over into the other Carrie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's yeah. kind of the crossover. So tell everybody just a little bit for those that love that element of what you write about that other Carrie. The other Carrie. I, fantasy was one of my first loves. So as Carrie Schaefer, as well, as an author, my first book that was published was a fantasy novel. It was called Between, and that is a trilogy. Um, and I do continue to love that sort of thing. I'm doing another series as Carrie Schaefer that is super fun. It's a paranormal mystery. It has a protagonist who is older. It's set in a retirement community where there are a bunch of beasties and ghoulies and things that go bump and weird, weird, dark humor. <laughs> <laughs> on a regular basis. I love these books. So it was really fun for me to be able to bring that love over a little bit into other people's things. Not a whole lot, but just a little bit to bring yeah. a touch of magic into what I'm writing as Carrie Ann King. Yeah, I, I, I believe in a touch of magic. And I believe that there is a touch of magic in our lives around us if we open ourselves up to it. So why shouldn't our books reflect that? Do you believe that there's a touch of magic in your life? I do. Yeah. I do. Really, honestly, I believe there are, are many things that are beyond our ability to sense and see. Um, I definitely have intuition about things. There are coincidences that happen that just make you go, whoa, <laughs> did, did that really happen right now? Um, I believe in precognitive dreams. I, you know, I think um, I would love to be a psychic. I'm not, but I, I do believe that there are people who have that ability. So it, I, when you play with those things in your books, it's called magic but I think that it might just be real. So I do too. Another reason you need to come see me in Wyoming so we can talk about these things in yeah. more depth without sounding crazy on the air because exactly. no, we're not crazy. No, I totally believe in it. hundred percent believe in it. And I'd love to talk to you about it sometime. So you guys, by now should know that I am legitimately a Carrie Ann King fan. And I want you to go out and get a copy of other people's things if you haven't done so. This is a creative uh, book with a, a with a character. I think, you, you know, let me just sum it up by saying her vulnerability, yet her special, unique 
qualities and almost saintliness at the same time as she's a hot mess makes this package that is going to stick with you and stick with you enough that you're probably going to email Carrie and say, please tell us <laughs> we'd like to see more, um, a little spinoff series here. Um, but she's special and this is nickel and other people's things, but you might as well read Carrie Ann's other books while you're at it. <laughs> they're all, they're yeah. all on sale right now. As a matter really? of fact. That's cool. Way yeah. to go. Amazon doing that kind of thing. So yeah. Nice way to launch the book, too. Hope it does it good for you. So, you guys, um, go back out to my website quick before you forget, and you can check out the upcoming shows. You can check, I've got some really cool people coming up. Carrie, did you know that in the last month I have interviewed Sandra Brown and Marsha Mueller, two of my, like, wow. I'm the hugest fan of both of them for forever. And in the last month, I mean, I might as well quit now. I've got you back on the show. I had both of them. I don't think it ever gets any better than this. So, but it might. So watch the schedule this fall. I've got some good people coming up and you can check out those books, read ahead and be ready for more scintillating discussions like that. We have had today with Carrie. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Bye everyone. Bye.